Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 121 on Monday the 7th of March 2011. My name is Steve Layton and I love Cathy. I'm going to steal that from Brewster Competition for a little while, I think. Um, anyway, uh, last week's coffee. Thank you very, very much for all the very kind emails that I've received about it. Uh, lots of people seem to be loving last week's. Um, I think Araquan is a killer farm. I think there's so much kind of... Uh, the three coffees that they've given us this year I think are amazing, uh, but I also think that it's going to get better um, as they've been listening to advice, feedback, and they're also letting us do some experiments with processing and things, so super excited about working with Araquan um, and with Luca. Um, but let's talk about this week's. So anyway, this week's coffee is from Peru. Uh, Peru is not a country I'm a massive fan on. In the last five years, uh, I think we've had one Peru. Uh, which was the El Guabo, which we now have as decaffeinated. Um, and it just never really excited me as a country. Uh, I think there's a few reasons why. I think, one, uh, there was a big push in the uh, 90s from the US to help farmers to become organic certified. And I think what happens with organic certification is that, um, one, you focus very much on yield production. So the varietals that are picked will quite often be you know, to, to help the yield of the pest, which I understand, but also that organic coffees fetch a premium anyway, so there's not a great deal of reason to do lots of work or, or to change them or to, you know, to kind of put effort in because they're getting a great price anyway. Um, so yeah, that, I think that, that's, that's one of the reasons that I've not really loved Peru. Uh, but this one, there's a couple of reasons why I think I do like it. And I think the first one is that it's grown by a place called Lake Titicaca, which is the largest lake in South America. Um, he's also the highest lake, highest navigational lake or something in the world. Um, and it uh, straddles the border of Peru and Bolivia. And running through it is the Andes mountain range, which is uh, the same range that Lozoya and Machicamarca are from. Um, and that's really cool. I think also that the exporter that we are buying through uh, is... Uh, from a US roasting company that is very well known for quality. Um, he's, he married a Peruvian lady, so moved to Peru. And he is uh, also roasting still and exporting. And he's found this lot and working with our importers. So really exciting that you've got somebody who can taste the coffee and can kind of find what's good out there. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why I like this coffee. But we cooked it blind, blind cupping table, tasted it, adored it, bought it. So that's, that's why we have it. It's a UK exclusive. Um, it's grown by 127 smallholder farmers in the valleys of La Caventia and uh, Quebradilla. Uh, and it's near the town of Cusco in Peru's southern highlands um, uh, in the Andes range, if you like. Uh, it is in an area where there's an awful lot of coca growing. In Peru, it's illegal to grow coca. Um, but there's still an awful lot growing there. And I think coffee is a great way of showing people that they can get a great price for a different crop. So I really like the idea of paying good prices for Peruvian coffee where this is happening. Um, all small farm holders, uh, a, a range of 1,200 metres to 1,900 metres above sea level. Uh, most family run uh, and most owned by previous generations and passed on as, as, you know, as time goes by. So an awful lot of generations of coffee farmers there. Um, and as I've already said, they're all organic certified. Um, the harvest for the, the region runs from March to August. 
Um, normally picking is done by the family with a very small input of temporary workers from outside. Um, this is a fully washed coffee, which uh, the, when I say fully washed, I mean a proper immersion fermentation wash, um, not in this, you know, the, the way that some other washed, say for instance Costa Rica or Bolivia would, would say that they'd washed. Uh, and they're fermented for around about 12 to 18 hours to remove the mucilage. Um, which is a very short fermentation time and I think a lot of the why there's quite a bit of sweetness in this coffee. Um, the wastewater is uh, looked after, made sure it's not put back into the water table uh, and contaminating land and things which is important. And then it's dried on uh, concrete patios which is quite unusual again for that part of the world. It's normally done on raised beds but this is a concrete patio one and uh, that's the coffee. So. For our, uh, the, the, uh, it's from Peru, the farm is, uh, well it's not a farm, it's a cooperative, so it's Peru Cafe Verde Cusco, organic, um, it's grown by a co-op, 127 people are members of that co-op, um, the main varietal I believe is Tipica, but because of its nature of being put together, there's Bourbon, Katura, Catimor, Catayi, uh, and um, some Tipica in there, uh, altitude of 1200 to 1900 metres, uh, near to the city of Cusco, uh, in the region of Yantil, which is near La Convencia. And that's the coffee. So I'm going to go and make that coffee in a moment. But before I do, I want to talk to you about you guys perhaps making a virtual espresso. Um, I don't do this very often, I don't kind of do the whole charity thing on, on, on in my mug because I don't think it's the right place to, but this one has a lot to do with coffee. Uh, you may have heard of the disaster in Christchurch in New Zealand last week uh, where they had an earthquake where there was an awful lot of damage. Um, we have a friend out there who has a coffee company called Crafted Coffee, uh, Carl Sara, uh, who uh, is lucky enough to not be affected in his business with, with the, the, the devastation, but it does look like he'll have to have his home rebuilt. Um, and as a progressive nation, there's lots of the government to do in there. There's, there's an awful lot of help going into uh, with insurance. People have you know, insurance policies and what have you. Um, but while that stuff happens, there's like a gap where people are maybe not working because their work's been uh, affected or, or whatever. So Carl's got together with me and um, Mark Prince from Coffee Geek. And we've put together a little website, which the link's been below for a little while there. Um, and this is to basically help people who work in coffee in Christchurch um, to get through those little periods. So we're not looking for massive donations, you know, we're not looking for multinational donations or whatever, but we're just looking for a couple of dollars, a couple of Australian dollars, which in UK works out about 90 pence, I think, something ridiculous like that, um, to go towards just helping people buy some groceries, maybe helping people, you know, get up and running a little bit quicker um, or just waiting for that insurance money to come through. Um, I don't think it's a lot to ask and I hope that you can just find a, a little bit of time just to donate just a, a couple of dollars um, just to, to help our friends out in Christchurch and um, yeah we hope that they get themselves sorted very very soon. Right I'm going to wrap you on pause, I'm going to go and make some coffee, I shall be back in just a moment. <laughs> Okay, so I'm back. Um, I'm going to stir my espresso because an espresso is good. Okay, here's the espresso. You get loads of orange zest. I mean, like 
buckets full of orange zest and it's incredibly floral very bright not really to my kind of espresso taste but I can see lots of people enjoying that a lot I'm just going to pop that there next I'm going to dive into my gorgeous milk I just, I've just poured the best milk I've poured in ages I'm very pleased That works really well in the milk. You get the beautiful sweetness, the milk mixing with that sweet, kind of sugary stickiness. Um, changes the cup quite a lot. You still get a little bit of the orange zest, but it's really muted down. I have gone for a slightly larger cup today as well than I normally do for milk. Um, and I think that's actually helping it a little bit too. But delicious. I mean, just completely changed into this big bowl of sweetness. So... Made a French press today instead of a Chemex. I'm not sure why. Fancy the change. So. Okay, this smells very different. Okay, what you get with the, the brewed version for me is this real black tea. It's like um, a real kind of tannins kind of complex taste with the zest that's there and with the sugar that's there but it has like almost a third component that, that comes running in there, this black tea um, that I find amazing. I, I, I've never found a coffee so much like tea. I don't know whether I really want a coffee to be like tea but uh, with the sweetness uh, and with the zest it just adds to this deliciously complex super cup which um, yeah it's cool. UK exclusive, only buy it from us in the UK um, it's Peru Café Verde Cusco. It is grown by 127 smallholder farmers. The varietals are mainly Tipica, but Bourbon, Katura, Katimo, Katayi. Um, altitude is 1200 meters to 1900 meters. It's a fully washed, uh, in proper washed, not half washed or what other people call washed. Uh, near to the city of uh, Cusco and yeah, that's it. Oh, snows are in the bowl. Cold's a lot better now. I'm still suffering a little bit, even two weeks on. Yeah, floral. The aromas of these are just all about the florals. It smells like coffee blossom, which is which is a good thing. Right, um, I'm done. Life is too short for bad coffee.